27. And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto the name, one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus Band. And entering into the ship of Andramatium, we launched meaning to sail by the coast of Asia, one Aristarchus and Macedonia of Thessalonica being with us. And the next day we touched at Sidon, and Julius courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go into his friends to refresh himself. And when he had launched from thence, he sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when he had sailed over the sea of Sicilia and Pamphylia, and he came to Myra, a city of Lycia. And there the centurion found the ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy, and he put us therein. And when he had sailed slowly many days, and scarce were come over against Sinaitis, the wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete over against Salome. And hardly passing it, came into a place which is called the Fair Havens, now whereinto was the city of Lycia. Now, when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. And he said unto them, notice now he did not prophesy to them. He said unto them, he perceived this in his spirit. He said, sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and with much damage. Not only of the lading and the ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to the winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also, and by any means they might attain the Phoenice and there to winter, which was an haven of Crete and life toward the southwest and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosening thence they sailed close by to Crete. Let the church shout out the next word loud, say, but not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called a Eurocladon. A Eurocladon is equivalent to a number five, category five hurricane like Katrina that can destroy anything that it comes in its path. And when the ship was called and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive and Running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into quicksand, strack sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after our long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. Didn't it just like the world today to not listen to the word of God? 
The Word of God has been telling us and warning us that something bad is about to happen, that a war is coming, that things are happening, that the tribulation is coming, that the earth is in a bad situation right now, but most, including the church, is not listening to what thus saith Almighty God. There are many of you here tonight, under the sound of my voice, you're perceiving that something's just not right in the spiritual. Would you say amen? amen. Something needs to happen to correct what's going on. We perceive that, we know it, and we feel it, but however, we still are not listening to the Word of God. After a long absence, Paul stood up in the midst of them, and he said, Sirs, if you had hearkened unto me and have not loosed from Crete, you have not gained this harm and this loss. But now I exhort you to be of good cheer. I want you to punch that in beside of you and say, It's time you cheered up, dummy. It's time for the church to cheer up. Would the church say amen? amen? For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Ship might be lost, but they ain't none of us going to die. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sell with thee. Look at your neighbor and say, Don't fear anymore. God's still got something planned for you. Quit giving up and get busy. Amen. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God. I don't know about you, but I still believe in God. Amen. That it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. But when the 14th night was come, no stars, no way to get around. Nobody knew exactly what we were doing. They didn't know where there was. The wind had been blowing them all the way around. And as they were driven up and down in the Adria Sea, about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country. Midnight, as I told you this morning, is the dawning of a brand new day. Everybody look at somebody and say, it is a brand new day. Although it is dark at midnight, it is a brand new day. Although you haven't seen the dawn yet and you can't see all the light, it is a brand new day. There is a brand new day happening in the spiritual. There might be a few little more hours of darkness, but dawn is coming. Weeping might endure for the night, but joy shall come in the morning. Amen. You got a choice, and that choice is you can weep during this dark hours if you want to. You ain't got to weep. You ain't got to be a victim. You ain't got to be a patient. You ain't got to get wrapped up in everybody else's stuff. You got a choice to throw aside the weeping, but here's a promise. That's the choice. You have a choice with that, but the Bible says weeping might endure for the night, but joy shall come in the morning. Amen. Punch that beside him and say it's time to cheer up. Amen. And after 14 nights of being in a Category 5 hurricane in the middle of the sea, not being able to know where they are, which way they need to go, what's going on, the boat tossed to and fro, going around, knocking them from one end to the other. If they were going out to do anything, they were knocked down, not being able to make any progress, going around in a circle. We were followed by the winds. It seemed like everything was just going around in a circle. Nothing was making any progress whatsoever. About midnight, the shipmen began to realize that they were getting close to where they were going to. Amen. Look at somebody beside of you and say, we're close. And they sounded and they found it 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little bit further, they sounded again. They found it 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and they wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under color of the as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship. 
Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Slap your neighbor next door and say, unless you stay here. Say it again. Unless you stay here, you're not going to get saved. That's a word from the Lord. Hear God tonight. You can try to escape and get in your lifeboat if you want to, but you'll go down. Hear the word of God tonight. It is time to get busy. Amen. Make up your decision. Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, except these abide in this ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and they let her fall off. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, this day is the 14th day that you've tarried and continued fasting haven't taken nothing. Wherefore, I pray to you to take some meat, for this is for your health, for there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. Look at your neighbor right beside him and say, it's time you ate the Word of God. Amen. Time for you to eat and take some meat. Quit worrying about the milk. Quit trying to suck on the pacifier. Quit trying to get somebody to stick a bottle in your mouth. Get a hold of the meat of God and stay in the ship. Amen. Wherefore, I pray you take some meat. And when he had thus spoken... He took bread and he gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then they were all of good cheer and they also took some meat and we were all in the ship. Everybody hold on and say they were all in the ship. 203 score and 16 souls. 276 people. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the weed in the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore into which they were minded, if it were possible, to thrust in the ship. And when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves into the sea and loosed the rudder bands and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind and made toward the shore. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground and four parts stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves." And the soldier's counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them could, should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they would swim, to swim, should cast themselves first into the sea and get to the land. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they all escaped, all safe the land. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to make it. Say it again. Say, you're going to make it. Look at another and say, you might make it swimming. Look at another and say, you might make it floating. Some of y'all might make it on a board. Amen. Some of you might just make it on broken pieces, but you're going to make it safe on the land. I want the devil to hear that in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't care what he's doing in Living Water Worship Center. I don't care what he's planning to do in your life. You're going to make it. You've already been marked. God's already got it on you. And it's time for you to realize that and let's go forward. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, take some meat. Take some I want to go back just a little bit. Because when I was praying this afternoon, Tina was on the phone and I was praying this afternoon I didn't know exactly what the Lord wanted me to say tonight but I read this on my iPhone on my Android phone excuse that and I came to the place where they were scared they were fixing to go into a shipwreck and the Bible says that they cast out four anchors. And tonight I want to talk to you about the four anchors that Living Water Worship Center must cast out today. We are in the middle of a storm. We have been in the middle of the storm. The devil has turned up the heat in the church. Say amen. amen. 
The devil's trying to destroy this church. He's come against even those that truly, holy 100% are in this for God. And they want God to do what God wants to do. He's come against everything he can. In the midst of all of that, there are three people who's got saved and the church has grown. Would the church say amen? amen? Even in the middle of a storm, all hell is broke loose, but God's still in the midst. Amen? God has used certain people to perceive certain things, and I believe tonight that God, in the middle of this storm, has told us that we have got to cast out an anchor. We sometimes in life cannot continually try to sail. We must stop for a moment and allow God to direct us. And tonight I want to talk to you about four anchors that God wants Living Water Worship Center to cast. And the first anchor that I want you to understand, when you're in the middle of a storm and it's dark and you're facing a Category 5 hurricane spiritually, you're facing troubles in your life, your finances is going awry, your health is going awry, you don't feel right in the spirit, something just ain't right, you're searching for something, you can't find it, seems like there's no guidance, you don't have no way to go, you're tossed to and fro and you go to do this, you can't wind up winding up over here needing to do that and you go to do that you wind up needing to get over here and to do this and it seems like you're pulled from all sides when you're there the first anchor that you need to cast out into the sea and the storm that you're in is the immutable anchor of God's word everyone say cast out the word you see when you're out there in the middle of a storm and you're facing troubles and trials you don't need to turn on a song and you don't need to turn on a song to sit there and to get felt good in your emotions and you don't need to turn on another person's sermon you need to get a hold of the holy word of almighty God and get down and find the answer for yourself and when you begin to understand the promises of God in there and he says I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you you're high above any principality power ruler of darkness or spirit of wickedness and you got the right to decree something in it shall be done and when you cast out the, the immutable anchor of God's word it will grab a hold of a rock in the bottom and turn your ship back around from where it's headed at. if you're headed on the wrong direction today you need to put your faith and trust in the immutable word of God the word of God says that you were healed by the stripes on Jesus Christ's back and if you were healed 2,000 years ago it hasn't changed since that time you're still healed I don't care what the diagnosis from the doctor has been. I don't care what people are trying to tell you. I don't care how many times COVID comes into your dwelling. I don't care what happens that way. The immutable word of God stands above every diagnosis from hell, every diagnosis from everybody, every diagnosis from your politicians, every diagnosis from anyone in the world. God said it's going to be this way and it's going to be this way. I don't know about you, but I still believe my God when he told me the Living Water Worship Center would be a light on the a hill and it will bring people into the very revival of God and change this region for God I believe that it's right on today he hasn't changed he is the same God he was yesterday and he'll be the same God today he was then and he'll be the same God tomorrow he is today my God if he said it he's going to perform it he said my word will go out and it will perform its purpose and it will not return to him boy if God has ever given you a word you better believe it's coming to pass in your life just push that beside it and say it's about to come to pass. Amen. So the first very anchor that you need to cast out on your boat is the anchor of the immutable word of God. Like Sister Janice said this morning, if you can't read, memorize it. Amen. Say amen. 
If you ain't got time to get down in your Bible or memorize some stuff, quote some scriptures, let it be out of your mouth. Hold fast to what the Word of God said. It don't matter what Thelma said. It don't matter what Kip said. It don't matter what John said. It don't matter what your doctor said. It don't matter what the President of the United States says. It does not matter what your boyfriend says. It does not matter what your husband said or how he acts. If God said it, it's coming to pass. If God said it, it's coming to pass. If God said it, it's coming to pass. If God said it in your life, it is coming to pass. I'm going to say it again because y'all ain't getting it. If God said it, he said it's going to come to pass in your life. It is time to cast out that anchor of the immutable word of Almighty God. God's word is powerful. When God spoke it, things began to happen. He stepped out in the middle of chaos and disorder in the middle of darkness and said, let there be light. And all of a sudden, light began to show up into the area. He stepped out and said, let there be a firmament. And it came to pass. He said, let there be grass. And there was grass. He said, let there be animals. And there were animals. He said, let us make man. And man was made. When God says something, it's coming to pass. I don't care what hell has launched against you and how many witches has put a curse on you, how many warlocks is standing in your life trying to drive you down. I want this church to hear this word from God today. If God ever said it, it's coming to pass. I don't care what it looks like right now. I don't care how dark it is. I don't care what you feel about me. I don't care if you like me, love me, or you can't get enough of me. I want you to understand the fact is that God said it ain't about me. It ain't about you. It's about his holy word and his word is coming to pass in living water worship center whether you believe it or not whether you get along with it and believe it and take hold of it and work in it if you don't amen look at somebody and say it's going to happen so the power of God in the anchor of the immutable word of God is the first one you need to throw the second one is the anchor of God's mercy I was brought up in church during the era of faith Everything you heard was about faith. You got to have healing faith. You got to have delivering faith. You got to have joy faith. You got to have word faith. You got to have this faith. And I began to believe in my own self, Cliff, that my faith would never reach to the par to get God to do anything. In fact, I still believe that God is still alive. I still believe I listen to some of them when they talk right now. But things has changed a little bit. And I began to realize something in my life, darling, many years ago. Every time I needed God to show up with something, people would tell me, well, you just got to have faith. You got to have faith. Well, faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I read the Word of God. I studied the Word of God. I went to church and I heard the Word of God. But John, I still always doubted. When all hell was breaking loose in the middle of my storm, when I was going through my hurricane, category number five, in there in the middle of the storm, and I was lighting my ship, and I was trying to get to the point where I could survive, I always doubted that my faith was up to par. And let me tell you, it wasn't up to par. There were still times that I doubted God. I still doubted His Word. There was times in my life when I had people that I cared so much about in my life walk away from me. I doubted that God even still had His hand on my life. There were times in my life when I looked at people that could just as well say, well, I'll throw you in the ditch and just walk by you, not even concerned about you, that I doubted God. I, when I got to the point to where I was going through and my, my limbs began to be paralyzed, I began to doubt God. There was times in my life I felt like that my faith was not up to par. How many of you I'm talking to here tonight that you feel at times that your faith is not up to par? Would you say amen? 
And I began to realize one thing at that time. I come one time I was really going through something right now. I still don't even remember what it was, but I was in the Church of God in Blainboro, North Carolina, and boy, it was rough. All hell was breaking loose. I don't know what all was going on in my life at that time. But I thought, Janice, that I was at the end of my rope. I've been praying things like, God, if you don't do something, you don't do something other right now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to live another day. There's a gun in my house, and I'm scared to death. I'm going to grab that gun and blow my brains out. God, you got to show up in this situation. you got to do something. you got to do something right now. Who am I talking to tonight that has been praying like that? Amen. Mm. And I went into my room, locked my door. I fell on my knees. I didn't feel like my faith was up to par. But I still believe that if prayer has done anything one time in my life, it can be done again. So I went before the Lord, Jack, and I began to pray. And when I began to pray, I didn't pray that I believed this and I believed that to help my faith. The only thing I could scream out of my mouth was, Lord, have mercy on me. So when you get to the point in your life where you don't feel like your faith is up to par when the seas are really rolling, when your ship is going up and down by the tides of life and you're being cast to and fro, the wind is blowing you and is contrary against you, you need to ask God for His favor and you need to throw out the anchor of God's favor. Can the church say amen or God's mercy? Amen. Because mercy is when you're asking God for an act of a divine favor. You're asking God to take his head and turn his face towards you. And when he's the king of all kings and the king turns his face unto you, anything you want to get from the king, you can get it. Whether you have the faith to believe it or not, if you've got the favor of God on your life, he'll take care of you. Even when you don't even believe, he'll take care of you. Oh, can I talk just a few minutes? Amen. The word mercy simply means compassionate treatment for those that are in distress. How many of you here tonight is in distress? Let me see your hand. Just wave a light. If you really need God to show up in your life, in your finances, in your family, in your health, wherever it's at, you need to wave your hand. Don't just throw your hand up to the light. Wave your hand to God. You need God to pour out some mercy in your life. It is time for you to beg for God to have mercy on you in your distress. It's His compassion that will come upon you and treat you at that point. And even if you're wrong, his mercy will give you forbearance to the punishment that you're supposed to get. Everyone say, thank God for his mercy. I wish I could preach to the people that were ready to receive the word of Almighty God because mercy actually means the extending help to the very lowest and the very undeserving. And it is good will from you, from God towards you. I don't know about you, but I won't live in water worship center to be under the mercy of Almighty God. We're not deserving for it. We haven't done what we need to do. We hadn't prayed like we should. We hadn't read our word like we should. We hadn't got in unity like we should. We don't deserve to have his mercy. But in the middle of this storm, this pastor in front of him is casting out an anchor called the anchor of mercy and it's about to grab a hold of that, that ship that is out there flowing and stop it in his track. The winds of hell that has come against this church has tried to destroy this church but my God's mercy will pour out his very will of compassion and favor on this church and bless living water one more time will the church accept that tonight and say amen, give God a good hand clap and pray to do something because we need to receive the fact that God is about to deliver living water. Amen. So the first anchor you need is to stand on the immutable word of God. God said you are his child. Let the church say amen. amen. Say I'm his child. 
He said, you're more than a conqueror. He said, you are not defeated. He said, you are not a patient. He said, you are not a victim. He said that you have literally, through Jesus Christ, took every demon that's been assigned to you and put them to open shame. He said, you have been raised up far above every principality, power, ruler, and spirit of darkness. He said, you got the power to tell the devil what to do. He said, you got more power in you than the devil ever thought about having in him. And he said, for you to rise up and stand on the immutable word of God. And even if you are not deserving of his blessing, cast out and pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy on me, and he will deliver thee. So saith Almighty God. Amen. So look at your neighbor right beside push him right quick and say it's time to appeal to God's mercy. While I was thinking about this on the way over here, God's brought back the story of blind Bartimaeus to me. He was there on the wayside. Jesus was passing by. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is passing by. Say it again. Say, Jesus is passing by. How do I know that when two or three are gathered together in his name, he is in the midst? I don't know about you, but I came in his name tonight. Is there somebody else that came in his name tonight? Would you raise your hand like this? So we got two or three in the name of Jesus Christ, and Jesus is passing by. And blind Bartimaeus was not healed because of his faith. Blind Bartimaeus was not changing his whole world because of his faith. He was changed because he screamed out above all the noise of the day and said, Jesus, thy son of the living of David, have mercy on me. It is time for us to cast out the very anchor of mercy. And undeserving folks will begin to get blessed and God will prove that he is God. Can the church just say, Lord, have mercy on living water. Amen. I thought about blind Bartimaeus as God carried me to the third anchor. The third anchor is the anchor of God's presence. God's presence. I don't know about you, but I don't want to take a step in my life without God's presence. Well, I'll say it again. I don't want to go nowhere without God's presence. And I used to have Brother King Soul, I think what his name was, that had this commercial over on in Chabber, North Carolina. So I ain't going nowhere until I go to walk up over home. I ain't going nowhere until I get Jesus on my side. I ain't coming to church without Jesus. I ain't going to work without Jesus. I ain't going on that there into application or that there interview for a job without Jesus. I ain't showing up at the school without Jesus. I ain't coming to your house without Jesus. I'm going to have Jesus with me. I'm going to have the anchor of God's presence in my life. I'm going to be like Moses and said, Moses said unto God, he said, if you don't go with us, I ain't going to go. And I'm going to tell you right now, if God ain't going to go with living water, worship center, Kip Nance ain't going to go. But I am assured by his word that he has never left us, he'll never leave us, and he'll never forsake us. The presence of Almighty God is still in this church no matter how bad you try to squash it. The spirit and the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost is in this house to deliver people that are hooked on drugs and heal people that are sick in their body and to heal the sin sick heart. My God is still here like he's always been and he wants to break out. He is still here and just like Moses I'm here to tell him I ain't taking another step without his presence. I ain't going to take nothing in the promised land unless Jesus is on my side. Why? Because the presence of Almighty God transcends everything that is natural everything that is normal. It begins to break in the dimension of natural things and make it supernatural things. My God, presence will change everything. Amen. Amen. 
in his presence every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. In his presence every sickness will bow down. In his presence every nasty attitude will bow down. In his presence the power of Jesus Christ will overtake the power of the enemy. In his presence pain will have to leave you. In his presence a person that is possessed by the devil will have to give that devil back to hell. In God's presence God's presence will change the environment. I want this church to walk in the presence of Almighty God. So this pastor, under the direction of the Holy Ghost, is throwing out the anchor of God's presence and telling you living water ain't going nowhere without the presence of Almighty God here in the house. Can the church shout out and say amen? Turn to your neighbor and say we ain't going nowhere without his presence. God told me to read Isaiah chapter 43, verse number 1 through 3 to you. He says, But now thus saith the God that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not. Everybody holler out and say, Fear not. Why don't you have to be scared? For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and thou art mine. Oh, y'all ain't got it. I'll read it again. Thus saith the Lord that is the creator of your body. O Jacob, I formed thee. O Israel, I say unto thee, fear not. Everybody else say, fear not. Why don't you have to be scared? Why don't you have to go and hook up into your house and lock the door and not come out? Why is it that you don't have to be fearful? Because God redeemed you and He called you by His name and you are God's and God is yours. You don't have to fear nothing, nobody, nobody, anywhere, anything. It is time for us to rise up in the Holy Ghost boldness of the power of God because we're saved. God is going to take care of us. Amen. And he said, when you pass through the waters, I'm going to be with you. And when you go through the rivers, them rivers are not going to overflow you. Look at your neighbor, punch him real quick and say, you ain't going to drown in this. And when you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Oh, the devil ain't want to hear this. Not already feel some resistance, but let me let the devil know. There's a couple of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's in this house right now that is praying, and they'll go through and stand up and cross over that threshold of that furnace and look hell right in the eye and say, I don't care, devil, what you say. I don't care how many times you play that music trying to get me to bow. I know my God can deliver me, but even if he don't deliver me, my knees are not going to bow down to your mess. I'm going to go with my Jesus because when I go forward with Jesus, if anything goes wrong, it'll go good because I wind up in heaven with them. I want you to know what hell has kindled up against living water. The flame of it is not even going to touch you and you ain't going to even smell like you went through it because there's a presence of the living God walking in there with you. Can somebody give God some praise tonight? Anchor number one is the immutable Word of the living God. Anchor number two is the anchor of mercy from God. Anchor number three is the anchor of God's presence. And the last anchor that you need to throw right now is the anchor of God's sovereignty. Amen. I want everybody to say God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Say it again, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Say it one more time. That word sovereign means he so ever reigns. The word sovereign means he's in total control. 
The word sovereign means he is in absolute control. The word sovereign means that he literally is, you have freedom from any external control. How many here has been through something in your life? Would you say amen? amen. How many have been through some things and some pain and some agony that you know if other people walk through, that they wouldn't have been able to live another day? Amen. amen. How many of you have been through some stuff? You're going through some stuff right now. So you know without God, you'd have never gotten where you are right now. Let me share something with you. I've been through a whole lot of stuff. I ain't got time to walk through all of that and tell you everything that I've went through. But let me tell you something. You don't stand behind a pulpit and lead a church for over 20 years without going through some stuff. You don't preach the way I preach without experiencing some pain. You don't live in life without going through some rejection. You don't live in life here and do this in a powerful way the way God wants you to do it anointed by his power if you haven't went through some issues. I've went through some issues and there were times, John, that I felt like that I couldn't get up out of the bed and I couldn't go anymore. There were times in my life I didn't want to see people because literally they hated me and in fact I had hatred in my heart for them. There were times in my life I wanted to throw up my hands and say, that's it. In fact, it was just a couple of days I told the Lord, I said, Lord, hear me now. Lord, if you don't answer me and you don't tell me that I'm on the right track this Sunday, meaning today, I'm standing up before my congregation and I am resigning because I lost the support of the people that they have here in this place. And God spoke to me and said, you're in the darkness and I put you in the darkness and I am about to bring it to birth and it's always darkness before it's gone and weeping might endure for the night but joy is coming in the morning and I chose that I am not going to weep any longer. I'm not going to weep if you leave it. I'm not going to weep if you stay. I'm going to have some power and I'm going to walk forward in the power of Almighty God. Stand on his beautiful word. 
forgiveness. Yeah. And I can ask with mercy. Yeah. I can stand forth and know that his presence is with me. Yeah. And I can know that he's in absolute control. Yeah. If John never comes back to church, John's in absolute control. If Cliff never comes and supports me another day, God's in absolute control. If Tina decides she don't want to look at this ugly group no more, God's still in control. If you don't like my preaching, God's still in control. If you don't like my opinion, God's still in control. It ain't about Kip. It ain't about Betty. It ain't about Mia. And it ain't about Janice. It ain't about Katrina. It's about the presence of Almighty God and the sovereignty of God because God's in absolute control of living water. So tonight, if you are fighting in a storm, you feel like you're about to go down. How many of you feel like you're about drowning right lately? Am I talking to anybody? Amen. Yeah. If you feel like that you're in hurricane category number five, if you're experiencing your Katrina, every time you take a sip, you get knocked back twice. If you feel like that that's happening with you in your life, God said it's time for you to drop anchor. You see, when you drop anchor, you make a decision. I've gone as far as I can go. I'm taking my hand off the wheel. What was the country singer that sung the song, Jesus, take the wheel? Carry Underwood said, Jesus, take the wheel. It's time that Jesus took the wheel of your life. You've been trying to straighten it out. You're never going to be able to guide it into a fair haven. If you try it, you're going to wind up shipwrecked. It is time for you. After you've unloaded everything on the boat, after you got rid of all your tackle, when you went out and you tried this other atmosphere, you tried this other area, you tried this other worship, you tried all this stuff, you've done everything you possibly could, you've unloaded everything, now it's time for you to drop anchor. So my question to you tonight is, what has God said about you? What has been his word about you? What has God spoke about you? What has God directed to you about your family? What has God said to you about this church? What has God said about your finances? What has God said about your health? What has God said about your worship? What has God said about your lifestyle? What has God said about this nation? What has God said, church, about you? If God has spoke to you and gave you a word, it is time for you to throw the anchor of that word out into the sea. And let that word grab a hold of that rock in the bottom of the sea and turn the front of your boat back around. Oh, I'm talking to somebody here. I feel it. What has God said about you? And it don't matter what you say about yourself. It don't matter what Aunt Linda Thompson says about you. It don't matter what your wife thinks of you. It don't matter what your husband thinks of you. It don't matter what your children thinks of you. It don't matter what none of them has done. It don't matter even what you think of yourself. We're all undeserving of God's love. We're all undeserving of His mercy. But my God said there is no respecter of person. And if He will give me His mercy, He'll give you His mercy. And it's time for you to drop the anchor of mercy. 
And it doesn't matter what it feels like today. It don't matter what it looks like today. It might be dark and it might be looking like it's getting darker. It might seem that every time you take a step that there's more devils on the outside for you to face than you ever faced in your life. It might seem like that every day you get introduced to a brand new devil in your life. But i got news for you that it does not matter what has happened in your life. Jesus is still with you. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. God is working for you in your darkness. He is making the sea come back to life. And just right now in living water, we are in the birth canal, ready to come out, and it is time for the church to go ahead and allow God to let us push it out so that we can come to light. Amen. Yeah. Smile at your person right beside of you and say, we're going to go in his presence. But in all of that, we've got to understand God's in control. God's in control. God's in control. I don't know what else to say to these people tonight. I don't know what else to do to these people tonight. But Lord, right now in the power of your Holy Spirit, I know without a shadow of a doubt that you are present here. I ask you, Lord, in the power of your glory that you will take this word and you will use it in a mighty, mighty way. In a mighty, mighty, mighty way. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I give this word to you. I give this to you 100%. I ask you, Lord, in the power of your glory that you will move in the power of God and that you will do what you need to do. Father, now in the glory of God, destroy what the enemy has tried to do in our life. God, now in Jesus' name, I pray that every person that has heard this word and it has spoken to them in this hour, God, that you will destroy what hell has done in their life, and God, that you will begin to destroy what hell is going to do in the future. Now, Lord, have your holy way in this house. Do that that you want to do in the power of Almighty God. Let the church say amen and amen. We want to get Janice and Bree to come here, and then in a few minutes, we're going to have an altar call. And we're going to pray, and we're going to get you anchored up before you ever leave out of here. Can the church say amen? amen. All right. What's the name of that song y'all going to sing? What is it? Y'all got to talk to me, gracious to God.
a spirit of fear that is in this house. I overtake it in the name of Jesus. I will not continually allow hell to destroy this church. In the name of Jesus. I put my power in the hands of Jesus. Father, now in the glory of the Holy Ghost. Father, walk to each and every one. Raise every one of your hands right now in the name of Jesus. Father, right now in the power of your glory, I come against the enemy right now. I come against the enemy in each and every life. Restore unto these people the joy of their salvation. Father, now in the glory of the power of God, I stand against the enemy right now. I flex the Holy Ghost muscles of Jesus and I command the devil to leave each and every one. They will not leave here the way they came. Glory will be in their house. Glory will be in their life. Glory will be in their power. Glory will begin to move. Father, now in the name of Jesus, deliverance will happen.